0: Rather than just having one line in the water, most of the fishermen had multiple lines in the water with different hooks. And this is what we need to think about with our strategy about how we move people from those social media channels into our world. And the more of these hooks we have in the water, the more likely we are to find people who are interested in that particular bit of bait, and then they'll come onto a list.
1: Welcome to Marketing Builder, the show where you'll get lots of little bricks of marketing advice to help you build up your marketing and your business. Drawing on over 20 years of marketing experience, your host, Daniel Oyston, will dive into a topic and provide you with short, sharp, and to the point marketing advice that you can apply to your marketing straight away. Welcome to Marketing Builder. Let's get on with the show.
2: Hey hey legends, pumped to have you joining me for this episode of Marketing Builder and also Tim Hyde, Founder and Chief Fixer at Win More Clients and that's the voice you heard Right at the start of the show, who joins us to answer another of our listener questions. Now, this episode is the third in an eight-part series answering listener questions. And while this show is released every two weeks, for those listeners who have submitted questions, what I will do for you is send you a copy of the show prior to release, where I can, if I get ahead, so that you don't have to wait any longer than you have to for some expert advice that we all know that you're looking for. Now, speaking of expert advice, for each listener question submitted, each of the eight, They will be a whole episode each. And I've invited some of the amazing marketers in my network to come on the show and provide some different points of view and advice for you rather than just hearing from me on each of your questions. You'll also remember that I mentioned I'm giving away a copy of Bob Regneris' book, the fourth edition of The Ultimate Guide to Facebook Advertising. And to be eligible, all you had to do was hit me up with a marketing question to answer on the show. So one of the eight people who have submitted a question will win that and I'll announce the winner at the end of the eight part series and get that book in the post to them quick smart as such time for our third listener question and it comes from jackie choose from nurturing your ndis now jackie's question it was a bit of a long one and it's not a bad thing it was good actually as it gave us heaps to work with and unpick but to start the show i'll paraphrase it for you by saying that jackie asks about how she can take people she is connected with on different platforms and get them onto a database legally so that she can start sending them newsletters and things like that as I said, Tim Hyde, chief fixer and founder at More Clients, joins us on the show because without stealing his thunder too much, this is exactly the type of thing he helps clients with day in, day out. Here's Tim. Well, Tim, welcome to the show. I know personally about all the great work that you do helping businesses because I've known you for a long time. You help businesses with their marketing, but why don't you put it into your own words? Why don't you tell us about what you do all day at work to help people with their marketing.
0: To be honest, I spend large parts of my day thinking about what to have for dinner. <laughs> but in between times, one of the things that I do with clients both in Australia uh, and overseas is work with them on finding and fixing the holes in their customer life cycle where the money falls out. Now, I know this is a conversation you have with your clients on a regular basis, but we do a lot of work, a lot of hard work creating... Attention. That might be from our social media posts, it might be from our podcasts, uh, it might be from you know, TV and print ads or, or whatever we put out there. And the thing that I continually see with clients, doesn't matter whether they're small or large, is that we leave so much opportunity on the table because we fail to manage the attention and manage the leads that we create from that uh, all that sort of outward facing marketing activity. And that's where a lot of the time your CRM and marketing automation come into play to continue nurturing those relationships until such time as they're ready to buy. Now, one of the things we know is that most people won't have 10 kids on their first date. And in many cases, the people we touch with our marketing are in the same sort of mindset. Just because they might have the problem that you can solve doesn't mean that the problem they solve is their priority today. And just having 10 kids on your first date You know, maybe not straight away, but down the track, yeah, you know, if I get to know like him, trust you enough,
2: perhaps. Well, Tim, the question I have for you on the show to help answer comes from Jackie Choose, who has a business called Nurturing Your NDIS, the National Disability Insurance Scheme. And Jackie asked, how do I create my master marketing email list when I have contacts ...on a variety of social media platforms. If people haven't expressly given permission... ...slash signed up for a newsletter... ...can I still include them on the list for a newsletter? For example, as a LinkedIn connection... ...could I include them? I'm thinking I can't... ...so what's the easiest way to get permission? I thought of creating a landing page through MailChimp... ...and having a free resource attached... Now, Tim, even though Jackie submitted this question a while before the whole Facebook Newslink saga thing happened, it really does get to the heart of what I've been banging on about for years, and I know you do as well, and that is that it is all about converting your audience on different platforms onto your own database, because that's where the real power is, and that's because of the exact problem Jackie has now. How does she contact all those people easily how does she take ownership of a group of people because that ultimately gives her permission and the ability to contact those people directly she will own the audience so to speak on her own database and that's the same for all businesses you don't own your audience in the same sense when your audience lives on instagram or facebook so for me tim it's a great question but i know that's a little bit long-winded but let's break it up a little bit to help you out first off if people haven't expressly given permission slash signed up for Jackie's newsletter, can she still include them on the list for her newsletter?
0: There's a couple of things that we need to be aware of. And the first one of that is the spam act. Now this is an agreement that most governments have signed up to and pretty much all email service providers to reduce the amount of unwanted email that's coming into your inbox. we right? um, went lots of it and most email clients like your Outlook and like your Gmail account and a bunch of others have got inbuilt filters that take stuff that you don't want to receive off your desktop. So that's not full of Viagra and, you know, free sex sites and that sort of thing. Now, whilst that is the case, technically you can add people who have not expressly given consent to your list, right? If they publish their details in a public location. So for example, someone handing you their business card is under the Spam Act, permission to contact them via email. In the same way that if you put your email address in your LinkedIn profile or on your Facebook page or Instagram, you are giving people permission to contact you. Now, here's the caveat. Having said that, if you start emailing people daily when they're not expecting it, it doesn't matter how much they said, yes, please, i like that. They'll probably put you into spam anyway. Now, that's the sort of spam thresholds is about one in every thousand emails. And if you start tripping those sort of levels, what you'll find is that your ISP or your, where you send your emails from will start to get blacklisted on the recipient's email server. So if you'll send it to Gmail and Gmail go, yeah, your sender reputation is very good. They will blacklist you and you won't be able to get any emails to anybody on Gmail just because,
2: you know, you've broken a few rules. So a great foundation there, bit clearer for people hopefully about what we can and can't do with email addresses and permission and implied permission by people publishing or giving you their email address in the normal course of business. So what is the easiest way to get proper express permission in this situation where Jackie, she already has an audience across various channels?
0: And this is what we really want to do. You touched on earlier, Daniel is about this sort of you know uh, hub and spoke thing or sort of an outpost theory. Um think about like you know yes you said we don't own those channels and i picture them a little bit like someone else's pond. I don't actually own someone else's pond and i want to get the fish <laughs> out of that pond you know into my pond so that i can you know continue fishing without all the other distractions. And one of the best ways to do that as you alluded to is to offer some form of valuable resource that helps your customer or your prospect from the point where they are to the next step in their journey. And if we can create something that's really interesting, invokes a lot of curiosity, speaks to a problem that they might have, they're more likely to say, well, that looks interesting. I'll just jump on to that and I'll grab that, you know, to take that next step. And in the process of doing so, what they're saying is that, yeah, they're effectively saying yes they'd like to hear from you and you can take that obviously further by saying do you want to hear from us and tell people the frequency that you might do so rather than giving them one resource
3: while marketing builder is the name of this podcast it's also the name of an awesome product that can help you sort through all the fluff of marketing advice out there and focus on the important stuff Marketing Builder is a card-based system supplemented by online video lessons that walks you through, step-by-step, the most important things in a marketing plan, such as buyer personas, pipeline analysis, objectives, strategy, goals, budgets, and the fun and sexy stuff, the marketing tactics. And there's over a hundred of them for you to consider using. The card sorting process results in a visual representation of your marketing, where you can easily see how people will engage with your marketing as they move from awareness through to a customer or client. Whether you're a small business owner trying to develop a marketing plan that you can actually use and are confident in on that very limited budget, or a seasoned marketer wanting others in your organization to have real buy-in and engagement with your marketing, then Marketing Builder is perfect for you. Visit marketingbuilder.net for more information. Now, the reason you're listening. Let's head back to the show. I wanted to ask
2: about best practice generally. Maybe for those looking to get ahead of the game, so not maybe catching up, so to speak, like Jackie is, but those people looking to get ahead of the game as they interact with their target audience day in, day out, week in, week out. What's the best way for those people to be able to obtain permission on an ongoing basis so that the database is just continually building up?
0: So this is where we want to put it out and and think of it like fishing lines. I remember a story a few years ago, I think it was from either Dan Kennedy or Dan Jackson, one of the two. And he was talking about how he was in Hawaii and was down on the beach, you know, late in the afternoon. And if you've ever been on the beach late in the afternoon, you'll see fishermen with, you know, fishing for flathead or, or whatever they might happen to be fishing for. Um, and fishing is a fantastic metaphor in many ways for how we, uh, attract clients. We know the fish there. I need to put the right bait in front of them, and then I've got to play with a bit of line, in order to bring them in. Otherwise, you know, because the fish don't automatically jump into rescue. Now, as uh, as Dan was talking about, Dean Jackson, Dan Kennedy was talking about that. Not rather than just having one line in the water, most of the fishermen had multiple lines in the water, with different hooks. And this is what we need to think about with our strategy about how we move people from those social media channels into our world. And the more of these hooks we have in the water, the more likely we are to find people who are interested in that particular bit of bait and then they'll come onto a list, right? So make sure, for example, that in your email footer, you've got a link to resource in your on your Facebook page. You've got a post pinned to the top that says, here is our resource. If people come into your LinkedIn group, invite them in and say, do you want my resource? Talk about it in podcasts, Right. So, you know, if you wanted to connect with me, for example, you could reach out at winmoreclients.com.au forward slash connect. Now on that page, I offer a resource and that's a, a, a page that I will mention every time I do a podcast. And of course, those podcasts now exist in perpetuity. So every time I do another podcast, it's now adding in that extra hook in, in, the, in the proverbial water to attract my ideal
2: customer. I want to expand on your multiple fishing line analogy because we have the fishing lines set up. We have the hooks. We're trying to get the same fish. They're probably going to be only maybe two or three different types of fish, our target audience. What about the bait? Should we have the same bait on every line? So should I just have one piece of what we call gated content? So that's for the listeners, when we go somewhere, we have to go through a gate and it's usually a form. We hand over some details, including our email address. Obviously, if we're trying to build a database using email, should the bait be the same on each of those hooks? Should it, should I be promoting the same thing on Facebook and my email and whatever and whatever, or should I have maybe some eBooks and maybe some guides and maybe some video series and remembering that we're talking about small business, should we just use one bait?
0: I am not a fan of doing so. I actually think having different bait, unless you know one that, you know, specifically outperforms the rest, but always try and use bait that's congruent with the space you're putting it in or the conversation you're putting in. So again, if you're using a podcast, you're talking about a particular topic like, like this one, we were talking about email opt-in, my lead magnet, effectively what it is, we're trying to attract leads, uh, would be my ebook on how to create an awesome lead magnet. If I was using that somewhere else in my Facebook group, it might be, you know, how to use Facebook to double and triple your business in 90 days. And that's the sort of thing we want to do. If, if we've got more, it's almost like different size talking different bait so that the you know, to use that analogy, the fish swimming along the beach looking for something to eat goes, No, nah, that hawk that is too big or I'm not really hungry for that today and goes on to the next one says, Yeah, no, nah. But the third one, you now little golly locks in the three beers. It's just right.
2: Very good, excellent. I love that. We're now we're mixing analogies. I love it. but it is if, if,
0: if you've got one and this is where we want to obviously track our metrics and, and our conversion and all that sort of thing, if you've got one that absolutely converts every single time and you know that that particularly generates better clients from you and you should be tracking your lead attribution, um, then use that one more often.
2: Tim Hyde, if Jackie or anyone else wants to get in contact and continue this chat with you, what can they do? where can they go?
0: If you reach out via winmoreclients.com.au forward slash connect, you'll be able to get to me there, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, come and join our community. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, there is a resource on there you can go and grab uh, should you find it suitably interesting.
2: There we go. He's throwing out his fishing line listeners. Now, Tim Hyde, founder and chief fixer at Winmore Clients. Thanks for joining us and sharing your expertise and advice and help answering Jackie's listener question. Thanks, mate. Becky choose from Nurturing Your NDIS. Thanks for submitting your question. It was a good one because I think many businesses wrestle with this exact thing. They kind of just head off to the races with different channels and build a little bit of an audience on them, which over a while, over a period of time, it just ends up that they act more like silos as opposed to a consolidated audience. So... Thanks again to Tim Hyde from Win More Clients for coming on the show and be sure to check out Tim's resources on his website and channels as well. It would certainly be a great way to immerse yourself in the experience of being nurtured by someone who does it and helps others for a living and I think you will learn a lot from that experience. Just head along to winmoreclients.com.au to find out more and I've also dropped a link to Tim's LinkedIn profile in the show notes for this episode at marketingbuilder.net. That's a wrap for episode 39 and the third in our little eight-part listener question series, I'm hoping that these will build into a great resource for us all to visit whenever we need some advice and inspiration with our marketing. Loved this episode? Good. Make sure you don't miss the next one and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever it is you listen to your podcasts. I'd also love to hear from you and what marketing you're crushing or maybe you're finding it tough at the moment. You're stuck on something or you just want to tell me about something amazing that you've done or maybe you have another question. Please connect with me on LinkedIn. Just search for Daniel Oyston, that's O-Y-S-T-O-N, or follow Marketing Builder on Facebook or Instagram. Just search for Marketing Builder or the handle MKTBLD. Until next time, may your marketing be awesome, and I look forward to you joining me on the next episode of Marketing Builder.
1: The show was developed, hosted, and produced by Daniel Oyston from Content Grasshopper, the creator of Marketing Builder. Marketing Builder is the easy-to-use, step-by-step card sorting system for cutting through all the marketing fluff out there and to help you build a marketing plan you are actually on board with. For more information, visit marketingbuilder.net or contentgrasshopper.com.au. Thanks for listening.